I was reading this uh, long, long read about Lauren Southern. I don't know if you okay. know this, like alt-right <laughs> I know who Lauren figure. Southern yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the alt-right figure. So she's from, she's Canadian, like a lot of these alt-right figures. She's actually from Vancouver, from like Surrey or something, from BC. Um, and she said that like when she was growing up and she was like in high school and stuff, like she would, you know, she was describing herself as being a lot like the other kids in my school. She was at a largely Asian school because that part of BC was, you know, largely Asian. And she was into like League of Legends and stuff, like in high school. Right. Huh. And I was like, oh man, it's so, like just very strange that this like crazy racist figure is <laughs> into <laughs> like treated, treated League and, you know, video games as like a normal like t- thing I did in my teen, like my teen years. Right. Right. Um, and it's like this, you know, white blonde girl. Right. But, but that kind of made me realize like, oh, it's, it's a lot bigger than we think and a lot more people than we imagine are into it. But for some reason, like the zeitgeist has refused, like the mainstream kind of like yeah. cultural zeitgeist has refused to let it take up space. And I, I do wonder if a big part of that is because it's so successful in Asia that it they have thought of it as like a largely kind of almost Asian phenomenon. Possibly. Right? And, Possibly. And here's why yeah. I think that is because like, a lot of the players, the professional players, i.e. the celebrities in the space are Asian. And I think that we have a hard time in the West stomaching the idea. And these are Asian guys largely, right? There are some yeah, female yeah. teams. It's are a largely, um, largely male, still male okay. uh, sure. field. Yeah, right. Definitely. Um, and, and it's just like a thing that is maybe considered unacceptable <laughs> to, to, to gain prominence in cultural, in our, in our kind of cultural zeitgeist. Right. Um, mm. And maybe it's been pushed back. And so here's one example, right? So like, like I said, I, I sometimes watch the Evo tournaments, which are the fighting game tournaments. Um, and a lot of these players in every game, um, especially Street Fighter and Tekken and stuff, uh, are are Asian. They're actually Asian-Asian. They're, like, they're from yeah, Korea. Yeah, they're, they're from, from like China, Japan, Korea, China. Yeah. China is huge now. China is producing so many talented esports players. They are. Um, it's crazy. And, but, but there's actually a decent American contingent, right? Um, I think the last time we had this conversation, I was telling you about this, like this crazy, um, this black dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. From, it, fighting think, games are really big in the uh, black community. Yeah, yeah. Big, it's a huge deal. Yeah, and really, and, really uh, big. Yeah, like a lot of my my black friends in the States who I met at, at uh, Pin Arcade Expo, this big uh, video game uh, convention, um, are all into like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, whatever, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or whatever. Yeah, well, which is um, a perfect, which is a perfect combination of fighting games, which like they like. And anime, which is like huge. In also very community. popular, which doesn't get talked about yeah. a lot, but it's a huge thing. And especially Dragon Ball Z is actually huge yeah. around, amongst uh, black black men and or, or boys, I guess. Because um, that's when they first get into it. But we, sh- we right. should link this article that's really great from on Kotaku um, about um, like the phenomenon of, of uh, black dudes being into Dragon Ball Z, which I think is really, really yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so like there's this one, um, this one black professional... Uh, esports player who plays various fighting games um called sonic fox and he's really mm-hmm. interesting because i think he's like i think he's bi he's also a furry isn't he's he? also a furry yeah he actually comes on stage wearing <laughs> yeah. uh, a furry like a furry outfit that he's known for yeah, uh, yeah. as part of his personality and everything and he'll you know take off obviously he'll take off the the helmet or hat or the head the head uh, before he engages in, in playing the game but like that's his kind of persona and and it's actually one interesting thing about these kind of esports um the players the american ones in particular is that they some of them have pretty big personalities so so sonic yeah, fox yeah, is for sure definitely a, a standout 
Um, and you know, he has a big fan base and everything. And it's interesting to see just how the the commentators, especially because I'm, I'm watching like the English stream, right? I'm sure there's a Chinese and a like a Mandarin and a Japanese and a Korean stream as I'm well. I'm sure they're all yeah, they have everything. But oh, sure, yeah. the 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 uh, English commentators are are all American. And they the the amount of um you know standing they do for the American team, even though the American team usually gets their their asses kicked um by right. the Asian players, <laughs> is is um pretty interesting, right? Just because you think that if you are you know a fans of just like the best players, like the most like raw right. talented players, you'd probably be standing for like some amazing like Japanese or Chinese you know player, right? But but the Americans like double down on the American players. I guess, I guess, in the same way that you know you would you would root for Team USA. Um, yeah, and, I was going. Uh, yeah, I was going through my mind. It's so, sort of like Olymp- Olympics um, or international sporting event announcing yeah. more than it is just announcing for like the NBA, right? Right. But though, even though in the NBA, argue- or mm-hmm. even in like um, like like baseball or uh, these more traditional sports in the United States you'll have a lot of different levels of announcing, right? So you could watch like the Yankees channel and the Yankees announcers are obviously rooting for the Yankees, but then you might have like a national broadcast that's just played on like Fox or something. Yeah. And those announcers are supposed to have some sort of veneer of neutrality, right? Right, right, right. These, so I'm saying that these esports guys do not, they, they always stand the American players, um, (laughs) which I thought was interesting in in the sense that like, it feels almost like they have a hard time kind of like relating to the, personalities or the you know the success of the asian players i don't know if that's just you know me me kind of like projecting a little bit but um yeah i I, overall like this you know there's there is this resistance to embracing it as the massive phenomenon that it is uh which i find very interesting and i think related to that i want to get into to this bit is that like esports is actually like one thing that we talked a lot about here um, on on Plan A is like this kind of dearth of like lack of a Asian American culture, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like in in the same way in the way that like you know Black American culture exists or Latino American culture exists, we don't really have one so much. And maybe part of this is because like we're a bit newer, right? Like Asian mm-hmm. America is a bit newer. Um, through various uh, you know periods of immigration starting sure. from like the yeah. 60s right um, so there's less time to build it up and then you know sometimes we joke about like okay the, the the bits the semblances of Asian American culture that do crop up are usually in enclaves like you think about like you know like with it slight maybe a slightly younger crowd like Asian rave culture right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know the food culture is getting quite strong like boba is jokingly like a thing that <laughs> yeah. a lot of Asians do whatever right? boba is boba's it's, delicious it's, though That's sure the, okay but it, all that is very <laughs> is very surface right, right. it doesn't no, yeah yeah absolutely. relate necessarily back to other kind of cultural touch points like sports for instance right mm-hmm. um, but esports is actually extremely popular I don't know if disproportionately so I, I would I would imagine so amongst um Asian Americans. And and that's actually true for both guys and gals, I would say. I would, yeah, uh, I would agree. In the sense that like, I said, especially around um, younger Asian women I've seen online who like are, are like they have a Twitch um, stream, right? Or they, mm-hmm. they play a lot. They, it's, there's professional esports teams that are entirely women, sometimes entirely Asian women. Um, so it's it's not not popular, right? It's, it's definitely uh, a thing that, you know, we video games seem to do well amongst Asian Americans. And again, I don't know if like that leads to 
people trying to racialize video games and esports as being like this nerdy Asian outsider, you know, endeavor or, or pursuit. Um, but it is it is popular amongst uh, Asian Americans, and I think a lot of a lot of folks who are in that kind of subculture really embrace it. Which yeah, is, I, yeah, which is great. yeah. I don't right. So I I, I feel like. Um... Obviously, you can't avoid racism anywhere in America. Sure. But um, I feel like, I think you're right in that um, just by sheer volume or like the sheer fact that like, just like sort of YouTube was um, a bastion for a lot of um, Asian American people. So like, because YouTube was built almost, you can say, a lot on sort of Asian American viewership. Um and, and, and Asian American content creators uh, in the early days. Um, I think like Twitch itself was created by an Asian American guy. Right? Yeah. Justin. And, Chan, um, yeah. yeah. He, he started, um, it was called like uh, Justin.tv, right. which was literally just a service <laughs> or website he created to video for his video, his vlog. Right. Right. And then he, he, I guess he just figured, why don't I let other people do vlogs? And, uh, it just ballooned from there. But um, yeah, so like I feel like just maybe by sheer volume of like the fact that it's a lot of the most popular platforms for esports and just this also like this streaming culture, which is mm-hmm. I think even like a related field to that um, mm-hmm. are Asian people that um, if you're going to be getting into it and you're going to start doing it, then, you know, you can't sort of avoid it. So the, the, the racism is a little bit, you know, is sort of muted. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I also feel like, um, you know, as we were doing a lot of the research for this stuff and, and, and we did have a previous conversation probably like a year or so ago or yeah. more about this, I, I, I feel that even though there's been sort of this, uh, there's been this effort to sort of whitewash the history like literally whitewashed the history of of what who made esports popular, yeah. Um, both in the United States and worldwide, um, I I think it's sort of inevitable. You can't really, you can't um, can't avoid it just because it continues to be dominated by Asian you know, players. It continues the audience just continues to be, you know, really a large percentage of them, if not a majority. Um, are still sort of Asian or an Asian American. <laughs>